اعوذ باللہ من الشیطان الرجیم بسم اللہ الرحمن الرحیم لیسن نمبر 35 سورة البقرة آئے نمبر 261 ان سورة البقرة we have learned many verses that tell us about spending on who? on what? in the way of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on who? on parents orphans needy relatives travelers so basically spending on others think about people other than yourself come out of your personal needs only don't just be concerned about yourself start worrying about others in our deen we are taught to live conscious and careful lives And being conscious, being careful does not mean that a person is only concerned about his well-being, about his best interests, but that he also cares about others who are around him. That a person does not just worry about himself, but he also worries for others. And the fact is that when a person lives in this way, only then can he have peace and comfort in his life. Because if a person is just worried about himself, then he can never be happy. Never. Why? Because nothing is in your control. But when you start worrying about others, then your problems become smaller. And you know what? When you worry about others and when you take care of them, then Allah will take care of you. A hadith tells us that as long as a person is helping his brother, Allah helps him. As long as a person is worried and he's concerned about others' well-being, then Allah will take care of him. This is why we see that constantly in this surah we have been given reminders one after the other to spend on others. Right at the beginning we learned, وَمِمَّا رَزَقْنَاهُمْ يُنْفِقُونَ In Ayatul Bid we learned, وَآتَ الْمَالِ عَلَى حُبِّهِ وَأَنْفِقُوا فِي سَبِيلِ اللَّهِ وَلَا تُلْقُوا بِأَيْدِيكُمْ إِلَى التَّهْلُكَ Don't destroy yourselves. وَمِنَ النَّاسِ مَنْ يَشْرِي نَفْسَهُ إِبْتِغَاءَ مَرْضَاتِ اللَّهِ يَسْأَلُونَكَ مَاذَا يُنْفِقُونَ قُلْ مَا أَنْفَقْتُمْ مِنْ خَيْرٍ فَلِلْوَالِدَيْنِ وَالْأَقْرَبِينَ وَالْيَتَامَى وَيَسْأَلُونَكَ مَاذَا يُنْفِقُونَ قُلِ الْعَفْوَ Even at the time of divorce, what are the men told? Give something to the women. Don't become selfish at that time, but rather you should give to them. The woman whom you have divorced, she is leaving, give to her. Then Allah questions us, Who will give to Allah a goodly loan? Then Allah reminds us again, That, يَا أَيُّوَ الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا أَنْفِقُوا Spend. Spend before that day comes when you will not be able to benefit from your wealth at all. A severe warning was given. Now what happens? When you learn about the benefits of spending in the way of Allah, why we should spend on others, the more we learn, the more we intend to spend in the way of Allah. Isn't it so? How many of you thought, that okay, now I'm going to give something in the way of Allah. I'm sure every single one of us thought that, right? I'm going to give this, I'm going to spend this, I'm going to spend that. But the moment we left the class and we went home, we forgot. Did it happen to you? I'm sure it did. It happened to me. That we think that yes, to 
Today I'm going to spend. Today I'm going to give this. Tomorrow I'm going to do this. Day after tomorrow I'm going to do that. But then you get busy in your life and you forgot and the next weekend comes and when you go into the groups and you're doing your lesson, like, oh, I was going to spend but I forgot. You're like, I'm going to do it today. But shaitan makes you forget again. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us again, this is the mercy of Allah. He keeps reminding us. He keeps telling us. So if we forgot, we can remember again. And this time, the verses come one after the other. All of these verses are dedicated to infaq fi sabilillah. There is not just one isolated command, but an entire set of verses that are dedicated to the subject. And what is that? Spending in the way of Allah. But when you spend in the way of Allah, you need to be motivated. So Allah motivates us by telling us what the reward is, what the benefit is. And at the same time, when you want to spend in the way of Allah, then shaitan comes, he wants to ruin that effort of yours, so he will corrupt your intention. He wants to make sure that that entire effort goes waste. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also teaches us the etiquette, the method, the manner. How should we spend? What should we be careful of? Who should we give to? What we should give? All of these rules, etiquettes, are mentioned over here in these verses. And the first one, is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us about the benefit, the reward of spending in His way. Allah says, مَثَلُ The example of. Of who? الَّذِينَ يُنْفِقُونَ أَمْوَالَهُمْ Of those people who spend their wealth. Where do they spend it? فِي سَبِيلِ In the way of Allah. The example of those people who spend their wealth in the way of Allah. Notice, it has been said, their wealth, their stuff, their belongings. Amwal is a plural of mal. And mal is anything, anything that you own. Anything that you own. Something tangible, of course. It doesn't just apply to money or the change that has been collecting on your desk in a jar. It doesn't just apply to the money that's sitting in your bank account. No. It also applies to the stuff, the things that you possess. It includes the food that you have, the house that you live in, the car that you drive, the clothes that you wear, the utensils that you have, the collection of keychains or whatever that you possess, the stickers that you've collected, the toys that you've collected, the books that you've collected, the furniture that you've collected, the decoration piece, the artwork, jewelry, anything that you own is what? Your mal. I'm not talking about the money that your parents have. I'm talking about the things that are yours. The things that when you look at you say, yeah, that's mine. Don't touch it. Put that back. Give it back to me. Did you ask me before taking it? It includes your bag that your sister wants from you. It includes your jacket that your sister looks at every day, waiting for that one day when you'll allow her to wear it. Okay? It includes that hijab pin that you really like, that you save for special events. It includes that lip gloss that you have. It includes everything that you own. And when you are required to spend in the way of Allah, you have to spend from what? Your belongings. Not that you go and tell your dad, Dad, give me money, I have to spend in the way of Allah. No. It's your money. It's your stuff. You can say, I don't have money. Well, you have a little bit, you get your allowance, you get that money for lunch. Or you have stuff that your parents have bought you. Whatever little that you have. And alhamdulillah, none of us have little. So whatever that we possess is what? Our wealth. 
It's not righteousness that you steal from others and you give that in charity. It's not nice to take other people's stuff and spend that. No. What you own, giving out of that. So the example of those people who spend their wealth, their belongings, their stuff, their things, their assets, their investments, their things. They spend out of that where? Fi sabilillah, in the way of Allah. What does it mean by the way of Allah? The way of Allah is the religion of Allah. And why is it called way of Allah? Because it is the way that Allah has legislated for His servants. It is the way that takes us to the pleasure of Allah. And spending in the way of Allah means spending for the religion of Allah. Whether it is for its defense or its promotion, its success, its development, whether it is to educate people about Islam, whether it is to support some da'wah work, whether it is in publishing some materials, whether it is in distributing some books, giving some Islamic materials to others, sponsoring, spending on students, whatever, financing an institute, anything that a person spends for the deen. Even if it's something like you're getting a gift for a friend, And with that cream and lotion set that you bought for her, along with that you also purchase a dua card, for example, from the bookstore. And you put that. So that dua card that you purchased and you gave, how much does it cost? A dollar, dollar and a half, two dollars, whatever. That is also spending in the way of Allah. Because you are helping people practice their deen. You're educating people about Islam. This is what infaq fi sabilillah is, to spend for the deen of Islam. Infaq fi sabilillah also includes spending an act of obedience, any righteous act. This includes zakat, this includes spending on the parents, this includes spending your money to go for hajj, to go for umrah, spending your money so that you can drive to a class, spending your money so that you can pay for a class where you learn Islam. This is also included in infaq fi sabilillah. Infaq fi sabilillah also is that spending which is done for the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So even if you are spending on your own self for your needs, you do it with the intention that, Oh Allah, you become happy with me. Because sometimes it's difficult to spend that money on groceries. To see that money just disappearing. That you work for your family. And there comes the bill. And you're told that you have to pay for it. At least a part of it. And you wonder, I worked so hard and my money is just disappearing like that? Because my younger sister won't use her cell phone carefully and my parents expect me to cover her bills. And you wonder your money is just disappearing? If you have the intention that, Ya Allah, I'm doing this for you. You've put me in that position where I have to work and I have to support my family. I will do this willingly, but I want reward from you. Because many times it's difficult for us that the money that we are earning, we have to spend it on others. And especially as women, because as women we know that we are not responsible for taking care of our families. Isn't it so? We know that. That it's not our duty to do that. It's the men. But if the men are not there or they're not capable and the responsibility comes on your shoulders, then when you are spending, even on your family, on the groceries, on the bills, on the rent, whatever, Make that intention for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That, oh Allah, I'm doing this for you. I realize my responsibility. So the example of those people who spend their wealth for the sake of Allah, in the way of Allah, is kamathali, like example of habbatin, of a grain. Habba is a seed. Habba. Hub is love from the same root. Where is hub? 
in the heart. And where is the seed? In the ground. You put it in the ground. Or if it's in a fruit, then it's hidden deep inside. Just like hub is hidden in the heart. So, kamathali habbatin is like a grain. Meaning, the example of the one who spends in the way of Allah is like a farmer who sows a seed, who puts a seed in the ground. And this habba, this seed, when it's put in the ground, what happens to it? Ambatat, it grows. Ambatat, noon bata, imbat, to grow, to sprout. It grows sab'a sanabil, seven spikes, seven ears of grain. Sanabil is a plural of sumbula, seen, noon, ba, lam. And sumbula is basically a spike at the end of which is a cluster of grains, a cluster of seeds. When you put a seed in the ground, what will come out of it? What will grow out of it? A shoot. It will grow into a stem. And it's not necessary that only one shoot comes out. Sometimes multiple shoots come out. And they all grow. And at the end is what? At the end is a cluster of grains, especially in wheat. But in other plants as well, one seed, many stems, and on them are what? Vegetables or fruits, whatever, tomatoes for example. But is it just one tomato that comes out of one seed? No, many, many tomatoes. In our house, there is a tradition of planting vegetables in the summer, herbs and vegetables. And every year, many tomato plants are put in the ground. At least a few. I'm not talking about 12, 15, but at least like 3, 4, 5, 6. And the amount of tomatoes that come out Back in the day, my mother-in-law used to make uh, lots of tomato sauce and keep it. But now she doesn't do that anymore. But now the tomatoes have to be distributed amongst the friends and, and all of that. Fresh tomatoes. Sometimes I'm shocked that when those plants were grown, they were so tiny, so small. And as they grew, look at how many tomatoes have come out that we are unable to take care of all of them. We're unable to use them. Even if we wanted to eat them all, we couldn't. Even if I was an Italian, I don't think I could consume all those tomatoes. So anyway, the point that I'm making over here is that one seed produces so many more. A grain, a seed, obviously, you sow it. You put it in the ground. So a person giving charity is like a person sowing a seed in the ground. And if the seed is taken care of, if the seed is of premium quality and the soil is good, the atmosphere is good, then what's going to happen? From the seed, a plant is going to come forth. So this seed that is planted, this sadaqah that is given in the way of Allah, what comes out of it? Ambatat sab'a sanabil. It grows not just one shoot, but how many? Seven. So it's basically seven spikes, at the end of which is a cluster of seeds. And wheat grain, typically, when you sow it, when it germinates, what comes out of it is not just one shoot, but multiple shoots. And not just stems or spikes, but also leaves. And at the end of each spike is a cluster of grains. In every spike, Allah says, فِي كُلِّ سُنْبُلَةٍ مِئَةُ حَبَّةٍ In every spike are a hundred grains each. So one grain yielded seven spikes. And in each spike are a hundred grains each. So how many grains do you have at the end? Seven hundred. And they are a result of what? One grain. 
Now, if you kept that grain to yourself thinking, I want it. I don't want to put it in the soil. Could you have 700? Could you have it grow? No. Only when you detach yourself from your possession, from what you love, can it grow. If you keep it to yourself, it will not grow. It will only deteriorate. Eventually a time will come when that grain will be finished. But if you sow it in the ground, if you invest it, then it will grow. Not just double in size, but 700 times. فِي كُلِّ سُنْبُلَةٍ مِئَةُ And 700 is not the limit. وَاللَّهُ يُضَاعِفُ لِمَنْ يَشَاءُ Allah multiplies the reward, the result for whomever He wills. وَاللَّهُ وَاسِعٌ عَلِيمٌ And Allah is all vast and He's knowing. Wasir, that in all of His attributes, whether it is the attribute of knowledge or mercy or generosity, He is very vast. This is the reason why even when a person gives a cent in charity, who knows about it? Allah, because He's so vast in His knowledge. And the reason why Allah grows the reward so much more is because He's vast in His generosity, in His mercy, in His kindness, in His appreciation of a person doing good. So Allah wasi'un and He's also alimun. Now in the sayah, what do we see? That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is giving us an example. That مَثَلُ الَّذِينَ يُنْفِقُونَ أَمْوَالَهُمْ فِي سَبِيلَ اللَّهِ is كَمَثَلِ حَبَّةِ That حَبَّةِ أَنْبَتَتْ سَبْعَ سَنَابِلِ And فِي كُلِّ سُنْبُلَةٍ مِئَةُ حَبَّةِ وَاللَّهُ يُضَاعِفُ لِمَنْ يَشَاءُ وَاللَّهُ وَاسِعٌ عَلِيمٌ So we see that the reward of spending is mentioned, is explained in this verse. What is that? That one seed produces seven spikes. And each spike has a hundred grains. So how many grains do you have? You have 700 grains at the end. This is just like a person spending a dollar in the way of Allah. That dollar produces how many spikes? Seven. So you multiply that by seven, how many do you have? Seven. But at the end of each spike is a hundred grains. So multiply that by 100. So it's equivalent to spending... $700. This is how appreciative Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is. A person gives a dollar in the way of Allah, it's as though he has given how much? $700. Can you imagine? A person spends a thousand in the way of Allah, it's as though he has spent 700,000. Now imagine, 700 times more is the reward of spending in the way of Allah. Now this is a habbah. This is a grain. See how tiny it is? It's very small. Likewise, what we give in the way of Allah could be very small. So what do we learn? That the quantity is not really what matters. At the end of the day, it's not the quantity. What is it that matters? It's the quality. And what is that quality determined by? By many things. That first of all, with what intention has a person given that? What was the state of the heart? So it depends on the purity of the intention, the sincerity of the action, the expectation of reward from Allah alone and not other people. Preserving that grain, preserving that sadaqah, that is what matters the most. So this is a habba. And this, what you see, is a sumbula. The spikes that you see are what? 
the sanabil. So one grain produces seven sanabil. Next. Now this is what you see. You see a habba, one grain, and then you have sabah sanabil, and then you have fi kulli sumbulatin mi'atu habba. This is the reward for spending in the way of Allah. You have one grain of corn that grows into a huge plant and you have not just one corn coming out of there but many, many more. And each has many, many seeds, many, many kernels. This is the reward of spending in the way of Allah. وَاللَّهُ يُضَاعِفُ لِمَن Allah multiplies the reward for whoever He wills but this depends on what? Two factors. The purity of intention and the purity of wealth. Halal, rizq, the best that you possess. Because when a person gives the best that he owns in the way of Allah, then the reward is multiplied even more. So if you want your reward to be more, then what is necessary? The quantity? Is that what matters? Not really. Quantity, yes, we should be concerned about that. But what we should be more concerned about is our intention. And what are we selecting? in order to spend in the way of Allah. Is it the best of what we own? Or is it stuff that's been lying around for 20 years in the house and we think, oh, you know what, might as well give it in charity. What is it that we should spend in the way of Allah? What we like for? Ourselves. What is good in quality? What will benefit other people? Typically what happens? Whatever furniture is lying around in the house, people don't need it anymore. Then they say, let's just give it to a masjid. You know, at least people can sit there. This is what we think. But depending on what we give, the reward will be. Depending on how we give, the reward will be. So at the end of the day, it's not the quantity, but the quality of the action. That is what will determine the reward. Now there are a number of things that we learn in this ayah. We see that whatever a person spends in the way of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah appreciates that. And this is not just limited to sadaqah, but in fact any good deed that a person performs, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala appreciates it. Not just sadaqah, but what? Any kind of good deed. And Allah multiplies the reward for its doer. We learn in a hadith, the Prophet ﷺ, he said that Allah the Great and Glorious said, whenever my bondsman, meaning whenever my servant, intends to do good, but does not do it, I write one good deed for him. Why? Because of his intention to do good. He intended, he hasn't done it yet, but because of his mere intention, Allah will give him the reward of doing it once. But if he puts it into practice, then I write for him, 10 to 700 good deeds in his favor. So it's not just sadaqah, the reward of which is 700 times more, but any good deed that a person does, whether it's a smile, or it's helping someone, or it's reciting the Qur'an, or it is learning something good, whatever it may be, as long as a person does it with the expectation of reward from Allah, then the reward is how much? 10 to 700 times and even more depending on the quality of the action. And Allah, He is wasir and alim, He is vast, He is knowing that any deed we do, whether it is in secret, in private, or in public, whether it's a small action that people see, or they don't see, whatever it may be, Allah knows about it. 
We learn in the Qur'an that not a leaf falls, but who knows about it? Allah knows. There is no grain in the darkness of the earth except that Allah knows about it. You know, these days so many leaves are falling. Rather, they've already fallen. Now imagine every single leaf that has fallen. Allah knows where it came from, where it is now. We don't even know whether the leaves that are lying in our front yard are from our trees or the neighbor's trees. But who knows? Allah knows. So whatever action we do, in private or in public, small or big, who is fully aware of it? Allah. So expect reward from who? Only Him. Because sometimes we do the most obvious actions, but do people see? Do people notice? They don't even notice that. Sometimes you do the vacuum and you clean the dishes and you do everything and people come home and they pretend or they feel as if nothing has happened. And there you are, your back is hurting, your arms are sore and people are asking you to bring them a cup of tea. You're like, don't you see what I've already done? Or they ask, haven't you done the laundry? You're like, don't you see the vacuum? People don't even notice the most obvious deeds. But who notices even the most hidden deeds? Allah. So do it for Him alone and no one else. Because only He can reward and appreciate your actions. And when you do it in that manner, then the reward will be many, many times more. So in this ayah, first of all, we see that Allah grows the good deeds of a person. Allah grows them. For who? For the doer. Just as a plant is grown, likewise a deed that is done for the sake of Allah is an investment. It will definitely grow. Grow in what? In its reward. It will have a far-reaching effect. The Prophet ﷺ said that he who gives in charity the value of a date which he legally acquired, and Allah accepts only that which is pure, then Allah accepts it with his right hand and fosters it for him as one of you fosters his mare until it becomes like a mountain. One small date turns into the size of a mountain. A good deed done for the sake of Allah grows so much so that it's like a mountain. And on the day of judgment, deeds will be weighed. Imagine. Deeds will be weighed. So you don't want small, small things to be weighed. What do you want? Mountains and mountains to be weighed. And for that we have to do something. For that we have to strive to do whatever we do in the best manner. Because many times we do things, we do good deeds, but we do them grudgingly. We do them grudgingly. That sometimes we have to help someone. Like for example, we're carrying their bag. And on the outward, yes, we have a smile. But on the inside, we're like, why do they bring so many bags? Why do they have to make their bag so heavy? Why can't they carry it themselves? They think I'm their servant or something? You know, we have such feelings in our heart. Such a deed will bring no reward. It's just a waste of an effort. What is necessary? The goodness of the heart. Similarly, we learn in another hadith that a man once gave away a camel in the way of Allah. He brought a camel. So it's like a person bringing a car. And he gave that in the way of Allah. And he gave it in a state while the camel's bridle was still on. And the Prophet ﷺ said, on the day of resurrection, you will have 700 camels with their bridles. Meaning then you can just take the camels away. 700. You give one today, Allah will give you 700 then. So what does it mean then? Anything that we love, what should we do? We should deposit it with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because whatever we love, 
Tell me honestly. Honestly tell me. Whatever you love, do you like to use it? Or do you have this fear that it will finish? Do you have that fear that it will finish? Yes. So for example, your favorite perfume, you use it very sparingly. Your favorite clothes, you use them, you wear them sparingly, and whenever you do wear them, you wear them very carefully. People who have extra cars, just you know, because they like that car. They don't really need it, but they like that car. Do they let their children drive their car? That particular car? No. Where is it sitting? In the garage. When the weather is nice and warm, then the car comes out. So, whatever we love, we have this fear that it will finish, it will deteriorate. But the fact is that when a person gives it in the way of Allah, then it will grow. Allah will give him many more in return. Another hadith tells us, the Prophet ﷺ said, that every good deed that the son of Adam performs will be multiplied 10 times to 700 times. Imagine, 10 times to 700 times to many other folds, meaning it will be multiplied more and more to as much as Allah wills. Allah has said, except for the fast. Except for the fast. Why? Because الصَّوْمُ وَأَنَا أَجْزِي When a person fasts, he does it for the sake of Allah and Allah will reward him for it. Not 700 times, but even more than that. Another important lesson that we learn in this verse is that performing a good deed is like sowing a seed. When a person performs a good deed, it's as though he has put a seed in the soil. Now when a person puts a seed in the soil, what happens? That seed is sitting in a jar, safe and dry in the refrigerator, or in the pantry. Where is it? It's under the ground. And when it's under the ground, there is a huge risk that he is taking. Potentially it could be eaten by some other creature. It could perhaps dry out and go waste. But if he wants some results, then he has to sow the seed. He has to separate himself from the seed. Apparently, a person has done something very silly. That what is so precious He's burying it. But in reality, that is what will bring him some good result. Likewise, when a person does something good, when a person does something good, sometimes he feels that he has wasted his time. Or that he is wasting his time. He could be doing something else, something different. For example, you coming here. Sometimes these thoughts might come into your head. You know, every weekend I come here, I spend a couple of hours every Saturday, every Sunday, I could be doing something different. It is difficult to do this. Some other people might think that you are being overzealous and you are spending that precious time away from your family, from your children, from your husband, from rest, from going out, from having fun, from taking a break. But in reality, the time that you're spending here, what is it? It's an investment. You have to sacrifice. You have to take a big risk. And only then will you have some result at the end. Only then will you be able to open up the Qur'an and understand what it means.
Only then will you be able to stand in prayer and understand what the imam is reciting. If you don't put in this effort, can you have the result? You cannot. Likewise, if a farmer does not sow the seed, can he have the result? He cannot. You can only have something profitable at the end when you have put in the effort at the beginning. Likewise, sometimes we're doing something. For example, we are being good to someone who is not that great with us. And you feel as though you are making a big mistake by listening to them. You're making a big mistake by doing what they want you to do. You're making a big mistake by being kind with them, by being generous to them, by giving them a gift. You feel that you're wasting your time going to their house, calling them over. But remember, it's an investment. You're doing it for Allah, not for that person. So expect reward from Allah, and Allah will reward you. So you know that difficulty that we have in doing good? That difficulty that goes away with this realization that I'm sowing a seed and Allah will reward abundantly. Another important lesson that we learn in this ayah is that Allah is the most just and He does not waste the effort of a sincere person. Allah is most just. This is why when a person strives in the way of Allah, Allah will not waste his effort. Whatever he does, Allah will appreciate it. So sometimes it happens that praying salah is very difficult for us. Opening the Qur'an, reciting the Qur'an becomes very difficult. Dropping your sister or your mother or your father and picking them up again, driving back and forth constantly becomes difficult. Giving people a ride becomes difficult. Paying the fees becomes difficult. Coming to class becomes difficult. But remember that Allah is very, very just. And the more effort you're putting, the more reward you will get, inshallah. Another important lesson that we learn is that we should not belittle any good deed. Because even if it's as small as a grain, it has the potential to grow 700 times. Imagine. So no good deed, no good deed at all is useless. Every good deed can be a source of success for a person. Sometimes it's something as small as listening to someone. Somebody wants to share something with us and we're too busy. Or we don't want to listen. We just want to go and sleep in our room. We just want to have some quiet time. But that listening even, that helping someone in need, just hearing them out could also bring you a lot of reward. Sometimes it's something as small as lending a pen to someone, a pencil to someone. A person is sitting next to you and you know that they're struggling. Their pen is barely working. Every few minutes they're going like this. And you have extra pen sitting in your pencil case. What can you do? Just take one out and give it to them. But at that time we feel, oh, what if she doesn't return it to me? I don't know her. Why should I give it to her? But that small gesture can actually bring you 700 times more reward. It's like as though you have helped 700 individuals in need. Sometimes... It's lending something to someone, helping someone with something. It could be something very small. But it brings us great reward. But we become stingy. We think we're wasting our time. We think we have other important things to do. And we don't help others. We don't spend on them. We don't look after them. But always remember that every good deed is important. Every good deed is worth it. Then we also learn that 
what you sow is what you reap. What you give in the way of Allah, what you put, what you give, how you do it, the reward will be accordingly. If you put a grain in the ground, then what will you get? A plant. But if you put a plastic bead in the ground, what will you get? What will you get? Nothing. You'll get nothing at the end. So likewise, whatever we do is what we will get. So we should be concerned about the kind of actions we are performing, the way we are performing, with what intention, because the result will be accordingly. And we learn that in this ayah specifically, this reward is for what? The 700 times more reward is for what? Spending in the way of Allah. So we see that spending on certain individuals, the poor, the needy, all of that, yes, it's something very good. But spending in the way of Allah for the cause of the deen is even greater. So when we spend, we should look, what are we spending and where are we spending? Because many times we feel, and this is right, that when we are taking care of our needs, the needs of our family, it's like sadaqah. Because the hadith tells us that even the morsel of food that a person puts in his spouse's mouth is charity. So we think that if we're paying the bills, we're paying for the car, whatever, it's charity. Yes, very good. But remember that spending in the way of Allah for the cause of the deen is better. It will bring more reward to a person. We learn from a hadith that whoever sent wealth to be spent in the path of Allah and stayed behind himself, he will be rewarded for every dirham, the reward of 700 dirhams. A person cannot do anything himself, but he sponsors an Islamic project. So for every penny, for every cent, he will get how much reward? The reward of 700. And whoever went himself for Allah's pleasure and also spent his wealth in this cause, then he will be rewarded for every dirham, the reward of 700,000 dirhams. So a person who goes out in the way of Allah himself and also spends money in that cause, for every one, he will get how much reward? 700,000. Because sometimes we think it's sufficient to just sponsor a good project, put some money in the box. But you know what? Sometimes what is needed is not the money. What is needed is the individuals, the people to come and volunteer, to come and help, to come and work. Because can money do everything? No. What you need is people. And many times it happens that when you are helping out with a certain project, then you also have to spend your money in it. Like for example, you have to drive there, you have to drive back, you have to buy some materials for yourself so that you can work there, you can make that project successful, you have to pay for the bus, you have to pay for the subway, whatever it may be. You have to cover the costs yourself. And you feel, this is not what I bargained for. I just offered a few hours, and now I have to offer a few hundred dollars. But what should a person remember at that time? That for every dollar I'm spending, I get how much reward? 700,000. Who gives hundreds and thousands of dollars in charity? Do you know of any individual who has given a hundred thousand dollars in charity for an Islamic project? Do you know of any person? Hardly anyone would know about such a person. But imagine a person who goes out in the way of Allah himself and also spends for every cent he spends in that cause. It's as though he is spending 
700,000. This is not something small. This is something huge. So next time you're purchasing your books for the course, or you're paying your fees, or you're buying a white hijab, or you're filling gas before you're coming here, or you're buying breakfast before you're coming here, always remember this hadith. I'm going out in the way of Allah myself, and I'm also spending money in the way of Allah. This is a huge investment. A huge investment. Hundreds and thousands of dollars more. So this ayah basically teaches us about the great mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That how appreciative He is, how merciful He is. That He doesn't just accept, but He also rewards. And He doesn't just reward with a small reward, but a huge reward. Think about it, the money that we have, who gave it to us in the first place? Allah. And then He's giving us the opportunity to spend it, and when we spend it, He gives us more in return. In this dunya, and definitely in the hereafter. So at the end of this ayah, in conclusion, we should all reflect on our spending. Reflect on your spending. What is it that I am spending on? And how much am I spending on what? I'm not just talking about those people who work, who earn money. I'm talking about every single individual who's sitting. Whether you work or you don't. Whether you make money or you don't. Whatever you have available to you, where does it go? What percentage of it goes on just fulfilling our needs? What percentage of it goes in just buying things spontaneously? And what percentage of it goes truly in the way of Allah? Spending for the sake of Allah, for the cause of the deen, how much of my money goes in it? Because whatever we spend in ourselves, it will stay here. You know, sometimes I wonder. I have two little kids. And you know that little children, they're constantly growing. And we live in Canada and the seasons are always changing. So every three, four months, you have to go buy clothes. And you don't just buy normal clothes. Sometimes you have to buy sweaters and jackets and different kind of shoes and boots and snow boots and other kind of sandals and indoor shoes and outdoor shoes. The list is endless. And sometimes I wonder all the money that is going in their clothes. How long do they wear these clothes? For a few days? For a few weeks? For a few months? Literally, there are some clothes that are worn by children how many times? Once or twice, honestly. Once or twice, and then they grow out of it. So what we spend on our needs, very quickly, it is consumed. It's finished. But what we spend in the way of Allah, it remains it doesn't just remain as it is. In fact, it grows many, many times more. So be wise with your money. Don't just spend everything you have on buying clothes, on shopping, on shoes, on bags. No. Part of what we have should also go in the way of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Whenever we save money, don't just think about buying that iPod. Don't just think about buying the next iPad or the next gadget. No, think about spending in the way of Allah as well. Because very soon, that iPad will become old and outdated. Very soon, that iPod will be old and outdated. And people will say, you still have that first generation iPod? I didn't even know they existed until now. So the things of this dunya keep getting outdated. So you have to keep spending more and more and more. And you have that feeling of, 
You know, you're so unfulfilled. But when you spend in the way of Allah, it will only grow. مَا عِنْدَكُمْ وَمَا عِنْدَ اللَّهِ What is with you, it will finish. What is with Allah will remain eternally. So let's listen to the recitation and then we'll continue. مَثَلُ الَّذِينَ يُنْفِقُونَ أَمْوَالَهُمْ فِي سَبِيلِ اللَّهِ كَمَثَلِ حَبَّةٍ أَنْبَتَتْ سَبْعَ سَنَابِلَ فِي كُلِّ سُنْبُلَةٍ مِئَةُ حَبَّةٍ وَاللَّهُ يُضَاعِفُ لِمَنْ يَشَاءُ وَاللَّهُ وَاسِعٌ عَلِيمٌ 